You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It's Wednesday, September 26th, 2018. We are just three short days away from Penn State hosting Ohio State on Saturday night at Beaver Stadium, also hosting College Game Day live from Old Main on Saturday morning. It's the biggest week of Penn State's season. We are going to continue to break down the matchup with the Buckeyes on today's show. We will have our big question of the week in our first segment today. And we're also going to be joined later by Steve Petrella, who is the college football editor at the Action Network. He's going to break down the spread of this game, Penn State's numbers in previous white game or white games, whiteout games against the spread, and a couple other things. So I'm really looking forward to talking to him later. But as I mentioned, we are going to start today's show with our big question of the week, the BQ of the W. And this week's, yes, it's about Ohio State, but more specifically, it is about Trace McSorley. And the big question of the week, is this the biggest game of Trace McSorley's career? That is technically a yes or no question. And my answer, right off the bat, at least for now, as I sit here recording this, is yes. Because, in my opinion... This is his best chance to define his legacy as the best Penn State quarterback of all time. McSorley has played in tons of huge games in his career. The biggest one, the Big Ten title game in 2016, which he was marvelous in and helped Penn State win. He has also been in the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State last year in a top five matchup, Ohio State in 2016 in a game that has changed the course of Penn State's program. The Michigan game last year under the lights at Beaver Stadium when they had college game day and a ton of national attention. Those are all huge games, and McSorley has won most of those games. And because of that, and because of what he has been to this program and the amount of winning he has done in the last couple years, Trace McSorley will certainly go down as one of the best quarterbacks in Penn State history. And maybe he will go down as the best. I think right now that four weeks through his senior 2018 season, he is in the conversation of the top two, three, or four Penn State quarterbacks of all time. And if he gets Penn State into the college football playoff this year, which assuming will take another Big Ten title, you would imagine, I think it would be a... Very, very tough thing to do to make an argument that another Penn State quarterback had a better career than Trace McSorley. So that's his goal this year. That's his team's goal, of course. And it's very hard for Penn State to get to the college football playoff without winning this game against Ohio State. Is it possible? Yes. (laughs) And I think Penn State could get there with a loss, but if you lose to Ohio State you're almost certainly looking at a season where you need to not lose again and you need a lot of things to break your way to get back into that conversation of one of the best four teams in the country. So they have a home game against Ohio State. Penn State's an underdog in this game. I don't think a ton of people outside of 
Pennsylvania outside of Happy Valley are expecting Penn State to win this game. And if they are going to do that, you have to imagine it's going to take vintage Trace McSorley. They need that quarterback who makes the right calls, who throws a few perfect deep balls and can occasionally use his legs to find the first down marker or maybe the end zone. They need the guy who is undefeated in his career as a starter at Beaver Stadium, and they need that perfect record to stay intact if they're going to make a run at the college football playoff in 2018. Trace McSorley has been okay against Ohio State. He's not been great in his first two tries against the Buckeyes. Um, In 2016, the year Penn State beat Ohio State, Trace McSorley had eight completions. He was eight for 23, which is a very bad line. The eight completions are the fewest he's ever had as a starter at Penn State. They did go for 154 yards, and he helped them, Penn State, get a win. And then last year on the road, he had 192 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, also ran for 49 yards, had a nice game, but and obviously the offensive line did not help much in the fourth quarter, but he didn't have time to do much then, or he wasn't able to make a play that sealed the victory for Penn State. And I'm sure that loss eats at him a lot. So Trace McSorley is now the face of this team. There's no Saquon Barkley there. He has even lost a few of his, his best weapons on offense. I mean, Miles Sanders has been great, but the people that he throws the ball to, a lot is on his shoulders in this one. Obviously, the whole game is not. Chase McSorley could be terrific in this game, and Penn State could still lose because it gives up 45 points to Ohio State. But Saquon Barkley is going in there with a ton on his shoulders, and he has a chance to lead an underdog team to an enormous win, which would put this team... I mean, I... I we, and we talked about this on Monday's show, that this win could put Penn State on that echelon with Ohio State in the long term. In the very short term, it puts Penn State in the driver's seat to win the Big Ten East. It puts a loss in Ohio State's loss column, one of the premier programs of college football. And it puts Penn State, you would assume, in the top four or five in the country in the AP poll. And it puts them in a position to make the college football playoff and they could even do it with one loss if that loss comes to Wisconsin or Iowa. So I don't have a co-host on of anyone to argue with. I just kind of have to think out loud. Maybe this isn't the biggest game of Trace McSorley's career. Maybe it won't go down as the biggest game of Trace McSorley's college career when it is over in a few months. But I think for now, where it could land Penn State and where what it could do for his legacy to take him, it, first of all, it will make Trace McSorley maybe the Heisman front runner if it's if he has a huge game, or at least put him in that conversation of top two or three Heisman candidates. And I think it would cement his legacy of as the best Penn State quarterback of all time. So yes, I think this is the biggest game of Trace McSorley's career. And I think, he, I think he'll show up on, on Saturday night. I really don't doubt that. I do have some worries for Penn State in this game, but they are not about number nine under center. So let me know if you agree with me, if you disagree with me, if you think that, no, this is not as big as the Big Ten title game or some other games that McSorley has played. Get your comments in. You can find us 
Locked On Nittany Lions on Twitter, at Locked On Nittany. We're also on Facebook. You can find me, Stephen Pianovich, on Twitter, at SPianovich. That's at S-P-I-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Really appreciate any feedback you have on there. We'll also get a poll up. We'll ask a simple yes or no question if you think this is the biggest game of Trace McSorley's career. All right, so that is this week's big question of the week. We are going to have an interview with Steve Petrella from the Action Network coming up in our next segment. But quickly, I wanted to tell you about Locked On Nittany Lions sponsor, MyBookie. So I know a lot of people are, are ramping up their betting as football season ramps up. And sometimes people ask me if I, if I know who to bet on this week. And honestly, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. MyBookie has been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is super easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today with MyBookie. Also, for Locked On Nittany Lions listeners, there is a special promo code offer. If you use the promo code ONCOLLEGE25, that's O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E-2-5. If you use that promo code as a new user, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to $1,000. So go to MyBookie today, use promo code ONCOLLEGE25, and start winning some bets. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Locked on Nittany Lions is also brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is back. That means fantasy football season is back. And there are more ways to win than ever before with FanDuel in 2018. It's not just traditional fantasy football with FanDuel. They have all sorts of games, including a weekly survivor pool. They have a gridiron pick'em game where users can choose teams for all the Sunday games and $10,000 will be split amongst the top pickers each week. They also have a new Guru tool, which makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. FanDuel offers you ways to play against your friends, and they also have a new Beat the Score contest, which instead of having to come in first place amongst a whole sea of competitors, you just have to be a preset score. So there are tons of ways to win this year with FanDuel, and to make it even better, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners will get $20 when they first sign up with FanDuel if they visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you get $20 to use on any of FanDuel's new games in 2018. FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before. Don't miss out. All right, I'm happy to be joined now by Steve Petrella, who is the college football editor at the Action Network. We're going to talk a little bit about Penn State's plus three and a half line this week against Ohio State and some uh, some betting history and whiteout games here with Steve. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. Yeah, man, you got it. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so just going into this one, biggest game of Penn State's season, probably the biggest college football game of the week. Uh 
Ohio State opened around that three and a half line. Have things pretty much been steady there? And uh, where's the money coming out of this one so far? Yeah, they've, they've been steady in terms of the uh, actual number, but I think there's a there's a lot of uh, betting action going on in this game. Um, most of the money's on Ohio State right now, uh, about 64% of the bets and 71% of the money, according to the, the data we track. Um, so I think what you're going to see is uh, a situation where uh, – People are betting this based on the number. Um, so the sharp bettors, the people who are betting big money, who kind of know what they're doing and talking about. Um, if this gets down to Ohio State minus three, I think you're going to see a lot of people and a lot of money pounce on that Ohio State minus three. Um, as it crept up to Ohio State plus, or I'm sorry, Penn State plus four and a half mm-hmm. uh, yesterday and um, early in the week, um, you're going to get some, some Penn State action. So um, this is going to be a situation where People want the best of the number uh, as opposed to picking a particular side. Um, although I, I do know some some smart, uh, sharp people I work with who uh, who like the Buckeyes in this game. But, um, yeah, I, th- I doubt you see this number get up to anything like five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, five is kind of a dead number. And if it does somehow get to two and a half or three, you're going to see a, a big, uh, big push on Ohio State. So I guess it closes somewhere uh, in the area it is now three and a half, four. Yeah, and already the Nick Bosa news came out, and that didn't seem to move it much in Penn State's direction or anything. So it seems like it's pretty safe yep. around there. So uh, also the over-under in this game, this does feature the top two scoring offenses in the country as of now, but the over-under is at 70. It has moved up to 70, which is very surprising for a Penn State game and very surprising for a Big Ten game in general. Uh, what do you think about the number? And I, I think it, it may, might make a little history for Penn State. Is that right? Yeah, um, this is the highest total Penn State's ever had, at least uh, from the records we have like wow. in the late 90s. Um, so they've had seven uh, totals over 60 in, in their history or in the last 20 years, I'll say. Uh, most of them in the last two years. There's one one game in 2013 when they got uh, shellacked by Indiana uh, in Bloomington. That was uh, 65 and a half, and that game went over. Um, this one's already been bet up from around 65 66 to 70. Um, I don't other than having the two best scoring offenses you know I'm not totally sure the reason behind that move. Um, I, I think it's Penn State's lack of defense um, and, and what we've seen so far yeah. from them that's that's driving most of that number up. Um, I don't have a strong feel I just think the number is so high and it's it's a little crazy that it's uh, that it's 70 for any Penn State game, really any Big Ten. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, Whether it gets to 70, uh, we will see. Well, hey, already a history-making week for the Nittany Lions, so at least there's that regardless of the outcome. Uh, You also researched some numbers about how Penn State has been against the spread in these whiteout games. Historically, I believe they're 7-7 and all time, but they're usually playing – their marquee opponent of the year, one of their toughest opponents of the year in these games. How has Penn State been against the spread in, during whiteout games? Yeah, so, so they're uh, nine and five against the spread uh, based on the the data we have at, at Sports Insights, uh, which is part of the Action Network. Um, and actually, the two uh, losses and covers uh, were again, or I'm sorry, one of the um, covers where they lost was against Ohio State mm-hmm. and. 2014 in that uh, double overtime game. Um, so yeah, it's 
You know, I, I think generally uh, home teams are a little overvalued in college football uh, betting. Uh, odds makers kind of shade numbers to um, play into that bias because people are just more comfortable betting uh, teams at home, you know, with the crowd behind them. Um, road road favorites are also a little overvalued. I think really the, the most value just in a, in a large sample size is uh, road underdogs. Um, people are just a little scared to back a worse team away from home, um, but that's when you can kind of take advantage of uh, these biases that odds makers are playing into. So yeah, I mean, it's obviously a really small sample size, and um, they they're always playing a good team. So right, um, I wouldn't glean too much from them being uh, nine and five against the spread in whiteout games, but um, you know, certainly bodes well uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy into that. Does does that factor in at all? Like when a team has a big night game versus just play. I know if you're playing at home, you're gonna get a little advantage in the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, does is there a difference between playing you know at home at three thirty versus at home at, at seven thirty historically? Not really. Um, you'll see odds makers shade lines based on betting action, which. Um, like it, it, it could be influenced by what people are betting. Um, but just the numbers, you know, the odds makers numbers themselves uh, aren't too, too influenced, but as they start seeing people back Penn state um, because of the night crowd, because, you know, they, they think the whiteouts can have a big impact on the game. Um, you know, that's when they'll start to shade the number, maybe half a point, uh, maybe a point. Um, like if you were just going purely off our power ratings, um, this should be about a seven point spread. Um, but I think odds makers are anticipating a lot of that money coming in on Penn state because of the night crowd, because of the whiteout mm-hmm. and have lowered the number accordingly. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. There's no odds out there on who course it will pick. Are there, or maybe there are, I don't know. Um, usually five dimes, uh, has some, and usually they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> really? What? I mean, he almost always picks the the favorite if it's a, a big enough spread. But at yeah. a spread of like three and a half, uh, four, I, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't at all be surprised to see him pick the uh, the old Nittany Lions and and put on the <laughs> the Nittany Lion head. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I got it here. So Penn <laughs> Corso to pick Penn State is the overwhelming favorite. Um, really? Minus, minus eight twenty five. Um, so if you want to bet on that, you have Get- to wager. Eighty-two dollars and fifty cents to win ten, um, and if you bet on him to pick Ohio State, you are uh, risking ten to win about forty-eight bucks. Uh, <laughs> I think that's. I, I mean, hey, I'm not sure. I think he does like playing the home crowd, but man, he puts on that buck I had a lot. He does. Not he does. A, might not be a bad bet. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you got an account at five times, uh, head on down to the college prop section <laughs> and check it out. There maybe maybe some value there. And might be. Damn. Yeah, he did. He did put on the Nittany Lion head last year, but also I, I can't imagine it's as fun as putting on the buck I had so big and it's goofy yeah, and it's like it's, like com- it's comical how how yeah. wide how wide it is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I would I'm very surprised that that number is so large, but yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe that will change too this week. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, Steve, while we have you, do you have anything uh, anywhere else you're looking this week at, at some people that you think uh, you think you got some good numbers elsewhere? Oh man, um, just kind of going through my my preliminary uh, research early in the week. Um, yeah, I'm always giving out 
kind of obscure obscure games. Um, let's see, what's my favorite of the week? I I like BYU at Washington. Um, okay, I think you know pretty similar situation to um, the Wisconsin game. Um, you know where you're. You got a, a team that doesn't score a lot of points in Washington, but is is really good on defense against a, a BYU team that's got a pretty stout front. Um, and I, you know, when points are at a premium, um, always good to take big dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the parameters you use, that that usually hits about fifty uh, six or so percent of the time, which is a a really good number. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes sense uh, just in, in theory and in practice. Um, if there aren't going to be a lot of points, it's hard for. Uh, the favorite to get outside a big number like that. So I like BYU. Um, I also like Notre Dame. Um, I've been betting against Stanford all year. Uh, it has not worked out for me so far, <laughs> uh, especially last week uh, <laughs> when, when Oregon blew that game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Notre Dame, uh, their defense is much better than Stanford's. Uh, Ian Book, who, who's going to start for Notre Dame a quarterback this week, uh, is a much more dynamic passer than – um, than Brandon Wimbush. Um, the number is getting uh, a little high, um, but you know I think I think Notre Dame can can cover uh, this number, win by a touchdown. I think all around they're a much better team. And Stanford's had a, a really tough schedule so far. I got to be I got to think that they're uh, not getting worn down because the season's just kind of heating up. But uh, a lot of mental uh, energy getting up for all these games. So um, I like Notre Dame, and then. Last one I'll mention, Craig, is uh, East Carolina. Um, they are laying six at home against uh, Old Dominion, who just beat Virginia Tech. And I think mm-hmm. there's overreaction from the, the betting market uh, after that uh, Virginia Tech win. Uh, East Carolina's been a lot better than uh, they have been in the last couple of years. This season, they beat North Carolina. They outgained South Florida by a pretty wide margin last week uh, and lost by seven. So um, I think, you know, Old Dominion's just getting a little bit too much credit right now, and I'm I'm comfortable playing a touchdown in Carolina for for did, some reason. Did you see their celebration where the two guys like did a windmill dunk between their legs and high fived? Yeah, I'm surprised they're not the favorites based on that alone. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they won't get in the end zone too much and, and strike fear into the hearts of East Carolina with those celebrations. All right. Well, we are with Steve Petrella from the Action Network. We have to step away really quickly, but when we come back, we'll have a little Penn State trivia. It involves betting. So stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're looking for Penn State, Ohio State tickets this week, or just looking for tickets to any game or show, I highly recommend checking out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And there's even a special offer for Locked On listeners. If you use the promo code Locked On as a new user with Vivid Seats, you will receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more. So go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and use the promo code Locked On, that's L O C K E D O N, to save $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. Every purchase with Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We are still joined by Steve Petrella, who is the college football 
editor at the Action Network. Steve, before we let you go, we have a, a little Penn State trivia, and it involves it involves betting or involves being a home underdog. So here's the thing. Penn State's a home underdog this week against Ohio State, as we talked about earlier. Penn State was also, they've been a home underdog the last couple times Ohio State has come, including in 2012. So since that 2012 game, and in between that 2012 game and this 2018 game against Ohio State, Penn State has been a home dog six times. Can you name those six games? All right. Well, uh, the two other uh, Ohio State years. So um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I kind of gave it away there. But yes, yeah. they covered the spread both times in those games. Obviously, won in 2016, lost in 2014. Yep. Um, Michigan in 20. 20- uh, 15 for sure. Or no, 20. Yes. Yeah. Harbaugh's first year. Yes, that was. Yeah. Um, but you could say, I think I might've cut you off because you would have been also accurate if you would have said Michigan state that year when they got trounced. Uh, Oh yes. Michigan state in 2014. Yes. And on Spartans on their way to the college football. What? No, not that year before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 2014, still Connor Cook, uh, let up right. at home. Uh, they did not cover that spread. They did not. No. Um, Michigan. Um, Michigan in 2013. Yes, the four overtime game. Yeah, oh, Penn State was a dog in that game, and yeah. obviously went on to win. So covered that spread as well. That's five. Yeah, the fit the sixth one is by far the toughest and just kind of a reminder of where Penn State was just two years ago. Was it Minnesota? The- no, but you're very close. Yeah. It was a week after the Minnesota game, even, if that helps. Uh starts with the same letter. Ah, uh, Maryland. The Terps. I think they were a one point favorite. And then Penn State won that game by I think they won that game by like 25 or, or 30 points. So they must have yeah, Penn, a short favorite against Minnesota, right? I They must have been. Yeah, it must have been really close. They won that game in overtime. I actually think they were about a three-and-a-half-point three point favorite and they didn't cover. Um, that kind of kicked. Because they, they won by three because they didn't have to kick the extra point in overtime. That, that kind of kick-started the uh, – kick-started that run. Um but uh, yeah. odds makers did not think highly of them uh, up until <laughs> well, I mean, that point. And really, I mean, even Penn State fans were, I mean, I was among those who was like, Jace Franklin should probably be fired pretty soon, huh? Yeah. Man. Guess not. Even 17-point dog against uh, that Ohio State team. I mean, that was a good Ohio State team, but, man, that was, uh, that was a big number uh, later that yeah. year. And they covered it. Yeah. So yeah, Penn State, a home dog again this time. We'll see if they can get another outright win or cover the spread on Saturday night. Steve Petrell from the Action Network, thank you as always for joining us here. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the week of college football. Thanks, man. All right, that's going to do it for today's Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find Locked On Nittany Lions on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes in our lead-up to this week's Ohio State-Penn State game. And also leave us a rating and review while you're there. We really appreciate it. We'll be back on Thursday with plenty more discussion about Penn State's big tilt against Ohio State this week. I'll talk to you then.